Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the State of Play podcast, episode 133. I'm Martino Pucci. Alongside me is Matt Santangelo. And Matt, our very special guest. We haven't had a guest on in a while, so I'm happy we got him. Um, we were supposed to do it a couple months back, uh, but now we finally, finally have him. I'll let you uh, take the probe to yeah, so uh, please welcome back onto the show for his second appearance, Cristiano Oliveira. Of course, I remember last time we had you on, Cristiano, it was um, before the Euro, before the World Cup. I, if I recall, we went through some some upcoming players. We talked Ronaldo, of course, which we'll we'll get into now. Obviously, he's moved on um, outside of Europe. Uh, but Cristiano, how are things, man? How's everything uh, going on in the football space for you as well? Doing well, boys. Doing well. Appreciate you guys bringing me back. Uh, Martino, appreciate the kind words, man. There's nothing special about me. I am a guest, but nothing special about me. But uh, yeah, once again, thanks, boys. Yeah, no, no, definitely happy to have you on. There's so many different topics because last time we damned, I'm like, you're like, yo, you got to get me back on the pot. I was like, all right, all right. So we do some Benfica stuff. He's like, fuck that, man. Let's talk about some other stuff. <laughs> I was like, okay, okay. So we, so we made sure we changed it up and it's not strictly Benfica. So the first thing we'll get into um, is probably the biggest Portuguese prize at the moment. Uh, or Well, me and Matt wouldn't agree with this, but many others would. João Felix um, at Chelsea. So what did you make of this loan move at first? Because it was very interesting to see. We kind of knew this relationship with Atletico and Diego Simeone was kind of fizzling out, or they were definitely hipping, hitting a big bump in the road. And I think what João Felix was you know, trying to do here is put himself in a situation that wouldn't curtail his career. Because I think he would have been stagnated, and the way Atletico play is not conducive to this guy's skill set. But it's to Chelsea, and it's on a high-paid loan. And he's looked pretty good in open space. He just hasn't had the final product, unfortunately. He hit the post twice against Dortmund. But what have, what have you thought about this transition for him? And does it kind of open up eyes to what Diego Simeone was kind of taking away from him? Where do I start? I mean, listen, I, I think I might have been the only person in the world that, that was more excited about this move than Joao himself. Um, this was, to me... And anybody that really knows Joao inside out understands the type of player that he is. This was one of those getting out of jail free cards. You know what I mean? This is an opportunity for him to go into the EPL. Regardless of what you think about the EPL, best league, not best league, yada, 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 the whole crap. I mean, the EPL <laughs> is, to me, it is the most exciting league in the world. I wouldn't exactly go down the path of probably the best league in the world, but it is exciting. And all eyes are on the EPL. And I thought this was an opportunity for him to showcase himself to the rest of the world. And I think he's done exactly that. I mean, this is a player that with the ball at his feet, he can do just about anything with it. There's very few players that, that can do the type of things he could do with the ball. He's a playmaker. He's a finisher. And I'm just thrilled that he got out, you know, from under uh, the, 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 the Cholo Simeone, that boring ass soccer. I mean, that dude, him and the likes of Mourinho. And I love Jose Mourinho, my hometown, but those guys should get arrested. Because <laughs> what they're doing for, 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 you know, in the name of soccer across the world, bro, it's, it's absolutely demoralizing. <laughs> Um, so yeah, man, I mean, look, he's looked well. I've said this to, to many people before he wound up in, in, in London, um, that I thought obviously Mbappe is Mbappe. Holland is, yeah. you know, you can't argue with those guys, but I thought that the guy that I ultimately, at least for now, cause you know, this is like a 15 year old somewhere that we never heard about. And then in three years, yeah. the dude would be an absolute superstar. So I'm just yeah. talking about the guys that we know about. Right. Mm -hmm. I yeah. thought Joao 
is the one guy that absolutely can compete with 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 the likes of Mbappe and those guys for the blown Dior's. And now we have our own boy Rafael Young at uh, at, at our Milan. That that's I mean the dude's balling himself. So you have two very good Portuguese players, two very good young Portuguese players that are, that that are right there with the best young players in the world. And I'm just I mean I'm excited. I could not be more excited for João. Unfortunately, hmm. he's wearing blue. You know what I mean? It's not doesn't look too good on him. That blue, you know, looks but he's, looks a lot better in red. And then with the whole shenanigans of the Enzo Fernandez, is oh, he going yeah. to Chelsea? Is he not going to Chelsea? Chelsea is destabilizing the locker room at Benfica. And as you guys know, Benfica is my love. AC Milan is my side chick, right? And let's say I only got two chicks, but with these guys destabilizing the whole Enzo Fernandez situation, coming in and offering below the asking price, which is the release clause and all that, there was a lot of Benficistas that were turned off by the whole Chelsea situation. So, I mean, there was that negative side to it, right? He's going to a team that at the moment are messing with us. But at the same time, man, look, I was just ecstatic that he was going to get an opportunity to show what he's really made of. And I think he's done exactly that. Yeah, no, I mean, I think, you know, look, everyone has, you know, their opinions of, of Felix and we've seen it, you know, when he was at Benfica and obviously you can attest to that. Um, we talked about this in person too. I remember when we saw Benfica versus Fiorentina um, here in New Jersey and we were kind of talking about, you know, what is his potential and what the future holds for him. And obviously he made that big move to Atletico Madrid. We talked about, you know, how Simeone's style, his way of doing things, it didn't really... Um, get the most out of him at least so far i don't see him changing his his play his play style as a coach but uh, obviously things can change right um if you try to you know, get the hint that hey you got to put this guy in positions right now i always always been a firm believer you know if you have a, a player that is of that caliber that ilk, who has such great potential you have to cater to that player i have never understood when you buy a top top player for such high fees that you all of a sudden play him out of position mm. and you don't really put him in positions that made him the player he is, right? So, um, but on the Felix conversation, as you guys can hear my dogs in the background, um, you know, they, they want to chime in too, the, 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 you know, the soapbox over here. Um, but when it comes to Felix, I, I, I want to kind of throw it back over to you, Cristiano, because, you know, this is a loan, right? And I think, you know, Chelsea and Todd Bowley have been pretty, pretty clear, um, to put it politely, that they're going to spend money. They're going to buy players. They're, they're not afraid to, to, to bring in attacking talent as well with Mudrik, right? So, if this loan, let's say, does work out and Chelsea wants to buy him and this is where Felix wants to be, do you think this is something long-term that Felix can adjust to? Because everyone talks about the big, mighty Premier League, and but he can't do it in this league or he has to do it in that league first. Do you think ultimately, long-term, that Felix can adapt his play style um, to this league? Or do you feel he's a little bit more catered to a La Liga or something that's a little bit more open under a different coach that can really let him, you know, Flourish and, and well, showcase first, all the quality. I think could, 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 you know, really play in any league in the world. I think he's that type of player. That's mm -hmm. number one. But number two, I think you touched on something a, a second ago, which was talking about players and adapting and all that. But to me, I think the most successful players in the world, I don't care who they are, okay, at, at whatever level, you're successful when you have a coach that understands where to play you, understands to use you where it suits mm -hmm. you best. And when you're trying to fit a square peg into a round hole, whatever, you know, whatever the term is, the it's 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 not going to happen. It's not going to work. So I think the best goal That's why I admire Pep in a lot of ways, because the guy just a lot of times he thinks he, he wants to reinvent the wheel. Right. And we see him playing without strikers and Champions League finals, whatever. Like, what the hell? This guy's crazy. But at the same time, I think players like playing for him because he puts players where they're most comfortable. And I think Juan was one of those guys. I don't think he's no exception to the rule. I think once these guys are comfortable playing where they're accustomed to playing under, you know, playing attacking football, any player of the likes, you know, like Juan was going to flourish. And, uh, 
you know, I, I think whatever. That's just I, I'm tired of uh, sitting here and blowing Juan. So I'll move on to the next <laughs> to the next, part, <laughs> the next part of your question, which was, do I think he can make this move permanent? Look, we have to understand something. Um, Chelsea might be willing to spend buckets and buckets of money, but at the end of the day, if they're not top four at the end of the year, I mean, it's going to be rough to attract the stars. You know, to attract you know and they might just miss out on a year but at the end of the day you know everybody's dream and especially the top top players they want to play in the champions league football and i like in the chelsea situation to you know i'm a you i'm a big formula one guy right but scuderia ferrari to keep it italian here with the italian boys right i liken it to the scuderia ferrari wasting millions and millions of dollars on this fantastic ferrari and then they appoint your local you know a bus driver to, to drive that Ferrari. That's what they have right now leading the front, you know, leading that team in, in, in Harry Potter. So I, I think if they don't finish <laughs> in the top four, I'm not sure Juan will be interested in staying in. But now <clears throat> there's the other side of the coin. I think that El Cholo Simeone is not coming back at the end of the year. <clears throat> I, think this yeah. is mm. <clears throat> I think there is a real, 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 real possibility that Lucho Luis Enrique, former national team coach, will take over for, for, for Cholo Simeone. And if that's the case, that's the type of player that Juan would absolutely love oh, to yeah. play under, right? Mm -hmm. he, he's, a, he's, he's a player's coach. He's an offensive guy. He's a possession guy. He lets guys be comfortable. I, I, don't th I don't see many players not wanting to play for that type of coach. And so at the end of the day, they hold the cards, right? This is a loan, 11 million buck loan to get him, 11 million bucks loan to get him at Chelsea. But that's all it is. It's a loan. If you want to get them out, you got to pay another 130 on top of it. And I know Chelsea has no problem spending, but at some point, yeah. right? They're going to have to start yeah. answering to somebody's financial fair play rules or else this is just, you know, like the whole Santa Claus story. It's just BS. It's all made up for little kids because I don't know how they circumvent all this. But <laughs> if they're even able to spend the 130, I think João, is he going to want to be closer to home, right? Spain's close to Portugal, mm -hmm. the language, the barrier. <clears throat> How's he going to you know, go about his business the rest of the season. I think there's going to be a bunch of things that come into play. But, you know, I, I, I think, look, he can make it work at either place, but it'll be very interesting to see what happens. I think yeah. Chelsea's got bigger problems on their, uh, on their you know, table right now. I think they really have to do everything they can to finish in the top four. And from what we've seen so far with this team, I mean, there's no indication that they will do so. I think, too, and then we can move on uh, to the next topic, guys. But I think the one thing, too, it's like, if you're very uncertain about yes they're spending they're getting players in at chelsea right but they're month it feels like they're they're month month to month year to year on their coaching i mean they run through coaches and this guy if he has no problem spending money on players you think he's gonna sweat sacking a coach and paying him severance no <laughs> potter, potter might be he might be gone if they don't make don't make top four you know there's they're, a good chance he is. So, they, they're interested in bringing back moding it's, I just think that for, for Felix right now at his age, because it's getting, you're, he's young, but you would agree with Cristiano. Yes, he's young, but this is where he needs that stable yeah. presence, like that stable project, that coach that's going to say, all right, like it's that age. Like, let's go, let's get you to where you need to be. Not a, a seven, like a 19, 20 year old where it's like, oh, he's a young prospect. He has a couple years to grow. It's like, now you're an established young star. Let you let's let you flourish. Let's get you out there, and let's let you you hit those. I heights agree you're with supposed a thousand percent, but I think Juan was bought himself some time with his performances at Chelsea. Yeah. I think had he stayed at Atletico, and we've seen some of what we've seen the last couple of years, which is you know ironically enough, right? He gets plenty of criticism, but for the last two years, if I'm not mistaken, he's been Atletico Madrid's player of the year. So it's like, how bad could he have done? But he hasn't done. 
he hasn't played yeah. up to that level to those expectations that we all thought. We hear 129 million, 130. Like, yeah. yo, this guy's going to be blowing everybody out of the water. Now, he's not played to that level, but at the end of the day, I do think that he's bought some, he's bought himself some time because he's showing the world that he can play that maybe yeah. it was. El Cholo Simeone that was holding him back. So yeah, I, I agree with you a thousand percent. At some point, he's going to be put up or shut up. But, you know, I, I, I still do think he's got enough quality to, to, to put up. Yeah, I, I think there's no denying at this point on how he looks when he's playing freely. And it's, I, it's, it's damning on Simeone. And I agree with the stability part because, like, w- w- like, it's just then it's probably the worst signing of all time if that doesn't work out. And it, relative to the expectations, like you can't you can't spend that kind of money and not do him any favors. Because then I think, you know what that turns into, Atletico. Why would anyone want to go there then? Well, that, the that'll ruin their when you say the worst signing of all time, you mean for Atletico or just in general? Uh, nah, because, I, the I neighbors, would, because the neighbors spend a spend a nice. No, I, mean, I was also going to say Dembele. Uh, Dembele. What about Hazard? Hazard, that, I mean, that was hard. Yeah. was a question mark, but whatever. I mean, we're not here to discuss that. <laughs> no, no, that's yeah. fair. That's I, fair. I, I, but as you can I tell, guess bro, expectations. Yeah. As you can tell, I, I, all I talk has been vegan nowadays, man. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to <laughs> let's, let's go. He's always gone because because we'll have a lot of defense <laughs> layout in a little bit. But um, we can't not talk about the greatest Portuguese player, um, and that's Ronaldo. So this move to Saudi Arabia. Um, listen. Money talks. That's, that's crazy it. money. Like you can't even. You can't. That's the greatest contract any like athlete that's not Floyd Mayweather has gotten to play their sport, and you can't argue with it. Honestly, um, and he's not getting punched in the face like Mayweather. <laughs> he's not getting punched in the yeah. face. He's not. And I mean, Manchester United's tweet today. I don't know if you guys saw this. Um, they said that's our Portuguese guy uh, for oh, Bruno yeah, Fernandes yeah. today. Yeah, I saw yeah. that. I you know. But I think that kind of goes back, and but that I think was I, that was that was in reference to Xavi Hernandez's comments yesterday. When he was so in the pregame in the in the pregame conference, he was I guess, obviously he's playing Manchester United, so he was asked about United. So he starts naming off a bunch of players, and when it comes to his whole, you name, you know, Rashford, he, well, I forget the players, right? But whatever, he names mm-hmm. Rashford and whomever else, and then it gets to to Bruno's like, and the Portuguese guy. Yo, oh, yeah, people, yeah, yeah. like, but the way you mm. said it, like the guy, mm. like you know that Portuguese dude, like, and people. He didn't okay. mention him by this, name. It's like this, insulting. This, this comes out yeah. without context. It sounds yes, like a shot. That's, you know? Yeah, so it did. It sounded so, and even today, he was it, like, I don't know if you saw the game. Uh, the young oh, was yeah, before, yeah. and Bruno's kicking the ball at him. You could tell there was yeah. a lot of different things going on in the game, but I think a lot of it is be- because of that Portuguese Spanish rivalry. And we yeah. always, I'm Portuguese, mm-hmm. uh, as you guys know. I think everybody <laughs> know I'm Portuguese. I love, I love my Spanish brother, especially the women. Uh, that's mm. don't air that. But uh, no, I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> but but there is a rivalry there. We feel that we are disrespected by them at times, yeah. right? You know what yeah, I mean? I understand sure. that they're triple, quadruple the size of Portugal, but when you see stuff like this at the highest level of football and the coach... It's a, profi- it's a lack of professionalism. Teams, exactly. Yeah. It's just, it's uncalled for. And you're like, yeah, that Spanish dude. And like, the word to use is like, that dude. Like, you know what? I like that dude. What do you mean? Yeah, that? It's just, United fans were really yeah. ticked off about the whole situation. So that's why I had nothing to do with Ronaldo today. I think it was just about that the That comes whole, out so yeah. bad. Yeah, see? This is why the translation shit is the worst. You can't you can't trust a quote anywhere. That's why I don't follow pages. And that and this is what happens. That's why so. I got Patrick Kendrick around because that guy speaks like twenty three languages. <laughs> so whenever I have a question, I go to him. <laughs> so, anyways, though, but I think a good place to take it back is that Pierce Morgan interview. Um, 
I know dire times happen. Um, you know, we know all that personal stuff over the summer. I totally understand a slow start. Um, but this, this interview was, and he knew it too. It's been confirmed that he knew this was suicide at the club, um, that this gets him out, uh, because we know the beef that was going on with Ten Hag and other, even players, it was reported younger, older, um, just didn't really, it's, it's hard for him to kind of fall off a cliff essentially because he was really good last year but there were some signs in the start of 2022 when he had that little goal scoring drought again i thought that had to do with united as a team not being great for him um but also like you could it's a noticeable decline you know we follow him closely at juve i think anybody who watched Serie A noticed it um and that's okay his decline is still better than i don't know how many players in history but over 90 percent probably and to just kind of see this happen so quickly and then this move to Saudi Arabia with no European club. I was convinced Chelsea was going to do it um, just for the Champions League. I thought it would have been worth it for them. I, I respect him that much. But then the poor World Cup, I think, really hurt him. What, what did you think of this whole situation? Because I think it's kind of sad to see a great go out like this. Bro, I could be here for three hours on this whole subject, right? I've, I've had <laughs> tons of conversations with people. Um, coaches from the national team, directors from the national team during the World Cup that said, yeah, it wasn't the same, the Ronaldo that they're all accustomed to. Oh, there's so much I could go on about. But look, the whole situation with this, right? I'm pretty sure that none of us up here are going to sit here and defend Ronaldo, you know, throughout that whole Piers mortgage, uh, mortgage, yeah. Morgan, whatever interview, right? But at the end of the day, the smart one in this whole situation, I think it was him because he had a goal. His goal was to get out. Yeah. And, and it worked. So can we really call him dumb? No, <laughs> it was his intention. Like uh, we might not agree with it, but that was his intention. His intention was to f everything up and make sure they let him out. Now yeah. the whole situation with Ronaldo, and you mentioned, you know, the drop in form and in, in, in the whole nine. And obviously, at some point, right, age yeah. is undefeated, right? It just it is what it is. Like at some point, age wins out in every single battle, no matter the sport, unless you're Barry Sanders, those types of guys that walk away in their prime, and and we all sit back holding the thumb, like, oh my god, I mean. Barry, you can still, but you know, Bernardo wanted to go out on his own, wanted to be able to do his own thing. At the end of the day, right, there's a lot of this story that's untold. Bernardo, and this is the part that bothers me about Bernardo, he missed the whole preseason. And then yes. he expects to show up day one and be able to perform like we've seen him in the previous 15 years. And maybe that worked a couple years ago, but today at 37, 38, 39, it's my man. It don't work like that anymore. But he had an emergency situation. His wife gave birth to, to twins. One died. And I mean, look, man, I have two kids. If one of my kids dies, my whole mind is effed up. And so the guy needed that time to himself. There are some that will tell you he wanted to sit out because he was pissed off. There's some that will tell you he wanted to sit out because he thought he was too good. And there's some that will tell you the guy was grieving. Which one is it? I don't, yeah. I don't think the three. I'm pretty sure none of the three of us up here know the guy personally. Right. So we have to take it for whatever it is. Right. He criticized the club himself. Yeah. Because the club and I understand this, man. A lot of the times, guys, we love doing these radio shows, podcasts, TV, whatever you want to call it. Right. But sometimes, man, and I do this a lot. We have to, to step out to the other side and put ourselves in the player's shoes. And it's really easy to criticize these guys. But United could have ended all this in the summer when the Spanish, uh, the Spanish, I'm sorry, the English media started, you know, barraging everybody and, and criticizing and mentioned where's Ronaldo, this and all the rumors started. United could have simply quieted it all down and said, look, Ronaldo's going through a very personal matter. 
We respect Ronaldo and his family. We won't get into it, but we're here and we're behind you, Chris. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. These guys, mm -hmm. and you guys know this, bro. These players at this level, especially these legendary guys, their egos are bigger than they need a massage. You need a massage that ego. And all it takes is just a show of support for maybe to Ronaldo to have a totally different attitude. You understand what I'm trying to say? Mm -hmm. And maybe the fans yeah. and everybody else gives it a different outlook. And I think it, it, United is at fault by not coming out and support. They could have just very easily put out a statement and this would have been all over. And then on the other side, when Ten Hag comes in, I understand he wants to build his team his way. Yeah. But guys, 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 put amor de Dios, guys, guys, guys. Whether we like to admit it or not, right? We say the whole, you know, adage that, oh, no one's bigger than the team. Guys, they're, they're, in every sport, there are some guys that, that get to call their own shots, whether we like it or not. Mm -hmm. and, and, and I'm a guy that I'm not the biggest Cristiano Ronaldo fan, right? My favorite thing about Cristiano Ronaldo is his first name, Cristiano. Uh, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like the guy, I I think he's done enough to 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 like yeah. yo. Yeah, there has that seniority. He's it's almost like LeBron James, right? Like LeBron James with the Lakers, it's the all time points leader, right? Like he's done everything that there is, and he's won everything that you he possibly can prove, win. Yeah. He's the shot caller. Like at some point, he has that 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 credibility and that seniority to. Yo, choose which players he feels fit the team. You know, do this, do that. Like he, it's like when you bring him in, that comes with the territory, right? So I, I understand exactly what you're saying, Cristiano. It's it seems as though like they could have gotten ahead of it and kind of at least made it seem to the public and to the to the media that is is they're they're they're, they're oh, vultures. They jump at anything that regardless possibly can. of what you think about Cristiano Ronaldo, you can't you have to understand that you can't tell. Cristiano Ronaldo, like, listen, you're going to be a backup. You're coming off the bench. We're bringing somebody. Yeah. You might as well just let him go at the time. Let him go. And now everybody looks clean. He's yeah. a legend. Look, no I transparency. Yeah, yeah. That's it, right. You know what I mean? Look, I'm leaving. I can't perform at this level. The fans are happy now. Yeah, because Ten Hag is saying that he wanted to keep him at the time. He's saying he's useful. Yeah, but that was like towards the end of the window. And then he doesn't, he doesn't use him like he said he was going to. And you, that's just a guy you can't show up. How are you going to use a Cristiano Ronaldo off the bench? I mean, come on, the ego, the guy needs to start. Yeah, yeah, no, his, yeah. And he was, and he was coming into like, 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 four wash zero. Time. I'm talking four like, zero. To, yeah, four zero, yeah. 10 minutes. It's like, and then he, said, then he, then he storms off one time with the bib on yeah, back into they, the dressing room. Yeah, yeah, they try to bring him in in like mm -hmm. the 89th minute. And it's like, yep. again, guys, guys, there's just some guys you wouldn't do that to. Yeah, no, sport. of course. And I think Ronaldo, we might not like to admit it. He felt disrespected. I understand it. But yeah, we all want to talk that whole spiel of no one's bigger than the team. But guys, like they could have just gotten ahead of this. Again, it's smart. You 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 get rid of a problem, a potential problem down the line. You face it today just so you don't go through all that drama later on. And so look, Ronaldo, it is what it is. You mentioned before that, you know, after the Euro, that there weren't many offers in in in, in your, you know, from European teams. Mm -hmm. Look, the only thing I could tell you is this. Maybe there weren't, maybe there were. I think there were. The one thing I could guarantee you is that there was none competing with that with that bucket. Okay, no. there was none. No. So regardless of who came along, hmm. my, yeah, that's a lot. Oh, yeah. the better back. Yeah, you had to back up the Brinks yeah, truck, and you're not getting a team like Anopoly or whoever gonna that are, that are gonna do that. It's just you know, it's and it's 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 a player knowing his worth, right? It's like you're almost asking if like you ask LeBron right now to say, hey, you want to take a pay cut, you know, below what you're making. You're like well, I'm LeBron James, I'm gonna make what I make, and you're gonna kind of figure it Bro, out. You guys saw it. Like you're not gonna tell. You, you know. guys saw it firsthand when he arrived at Juve. Mm -hmm. The valuation yeah. of the club almost doubled. It was crazy. Like 
social media. I knows what he's worth. And again, listen, and I'm not saying you were doing this, Martino, right? But there are plenty of guys <laughs> using that using that argument. Oh, no team in Europe was interested in them. That's why you went to. You know what? They might be right. I, I think I think a team that was not currently in the Champions League. Was, no, but they might be yeah. right. You get what I'm saying? That yo, yeah. you might you might be very right. But at the end of the day, we'll never know because what if it was just about the Brinks truck? What if it was just about that big bucket of cash? I think I think I think it's just I think some people thought his comments were like he was still ready to keep going in Europe because in the Piers Morgan interview that's kind of like the the questions he was answering kind of led him to to everyone to believe that he wanted back in Europe and I think he I think he had an offer I think like Newcastle probably did but I I, I don't this is just my theory I don't think he wanted to wait another year now to put play yourself in the Champions in League shoes a year earlier mm-hmm. a year earlier. You become everybody's favorite son once again, the hero yeah. Old Trafford, mm-hmm. because you turned down yeah. Man City. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. Where you would have been starting and you would have been get probably getting paid more than you were at United. And he turned that down because of his loyalty to the club. And then the club turned their back on him because you're gonna be a backup. You're gonna come off the bench. I mean, come on, dude. Like put again, that's what I'm saying. Put yourself in them shoes. You'd be like, What? I just what? Yo, Yeah. I agree. That's fair. And I'm not trying to defend Ronaldo fair. at all, guys. I know. No, 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 but no I think handling. I think everybody involved looks bad coming out. The, the, of it. You know, at that point of the interview, the, you know, the whole thing was fractured. At that point, yeah. so he wasn't getting back in the team. He would ride the bench. He would come in and mop up time, or wouldn't play at all, and it would just continue to 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 deteriorate. So he was saying, "You know, like, I got to get ahead of this. I have to say, I got to do what's best for me." And he's such a huge entity. He's 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 not a player. He's a major global asset to a club of that size. So when when when. You know, when you could kind of pull the strings to get an interview that's global, like the one he did, you, you have such, you hold such weight and power that you ultimately you're like, you know, I'm going to get ahead of this. I'm going to dictate where I go next in my move and I'm going to control the narrative. And that's what I think he tried to do I there. So to say he, he wanted to cut loose. He wanted to separate, right? Yeah. Because yeah. he never thought he'd come back after January. So he wanted to just cut loose and he thought he was going to have a great World Cup and therefore, there'd be plenty of suitors. And obviously, that didn't go you know, according to plan. But I just can't confirm that there weren't any offers. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. So maybe there weren't. Maybe there weren't. There were. But when you bring that type of money to the table, I mean, I think every offer at that point, we're talking about yeah. a guy that's won everything with the exception of the World Cup. He's won everything else there is to win at a club level. So yeah. why not take the bucket? Why not take the cash? Yeah, no, that's fair. Before we go into the next topic, though, Christian, I want to ask you this. I mean, is there any, because, you know, everyone's been talking about, um, and this is going to be an ongoing thing until both of them retire um, and they're out of the game. But we've, we've heard the, the ongoing reports, the rumors that Messi could go to Inter Miami. MLS is a possibility for him. Do you think that Ronaldo like, ends his career in Saudi Arabia? I don't think he does personally. I still think he has that opportunity to go to like a, a MLS team like LAFC or a Galaxy or maybe go back to Europe to a project that might appease him. But I, what, do you think, what do you think ultimately where he goes after this, if anywhere? Uh I always, if you, if, you, if you spoke to me a couple of years ago, I, I would have bet every penny I had that he would have wound up at Inter Miami. That's where I thought he would have, he would have wound up finishing his career. Um, but obviously, because of the whole situation in Vegas, that 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 put that possibility mm. out the window because he didn't want to go through all that stuff, through all the, the, the possibility of legal stuff. So he just wanted to stay away. Um, as for the other part of the question, you mentioned, you know, you, you say you don't think he's going to wind up finishing in Saudi Arabia. Here's, here's one thing I got to tell you and everybody else, right? 
these these Saudi Arabian people didn't get rich. Well, some of them, them they got rich because they drilled a hole in their backyard. But a lot of them, right? They're, they're great business people. They know what the hell they're doing with mm-hmm. their money. I, I don't think they're gonna hand hand Cristiano Ronaldo, right, the keys to the vault, and then after a year, tell him, "Go ahead, buddy, you can leave." You know what I mean? I think contractually, there's rumors that. He and and Messi have, you know, they've been contracted by the Saudis to promote the World Cup in 2030 over there. Mm, And a lot of this, you know, the guys getting, you know, the treatment of a king and everything, Ronaldo, so he could be an ambassador. Man, look, I I like for him to come back to Europe and maybe finish somewhere. But where? Where is he going to go? He wants to be at the top of his game. He's not going to go playing, you know, with a club that's playing in that new confederate, whatever, confederations, whatever league it is, it's called. Conference league, conference, yeah. uh, dude. That that's how confederations cup. That's how relevant it is. Right? <laughs> less about that. Comp- and Mourinho, Mourinho was crying when he won it. Oh my, embarrassing. But um, <laughs> but but yeah, I think look, I, I think them guys know what they're doing. I think they tied them down. Um, I, I don't think there's anywhere else he's gonna come to Europe and play. Well, he's gonna come to Portugal. He's gonna play for free. I mean, Sporting can't afford him. I mean, it's, yeah. You know, I, think, I think he he winds up finishing over there and uh, just becomes an ambassador. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, makes sense. I mean, hey, that's a that's a pretty hefty price to be an ambassador, bro. I can't even. I can't I'd even. Take, I'd, take it. I'd do it for less. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit less, <laughs> just a little bit, right, bro? Dude, his his Instagram alone, by the way, like he could live off of. Like if he does I nothing they, else, uh, the rest I of his think life. I heard this was years ago. I think I heard that he. What is it? It's like a million per promoted per, per, yeah, post. Per post. Yeah. yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. He sets. He I sets the pictures bar. of my dogs. I get nothing, bro. He sets the bar for influencers. <laughs> hey, man, I got an offer from. I got an offer from IG to. They were paying me not to post. Anyways, a guy that we all love very much, Rafael Leo. Um, we talked about him a lot actually in private, Cristiano. Obviously, Matt and I do all the time. Um, but just bro, I, if this thing ain't signed now, I don't think he's staying, but we'll, we'll, we'll save that for later, but just the player he is right now and how he's evolved and become so consistent after, you know, growth spurts, I would say is the best phrase to use for those first two seasons at Milan. Um, but it was a very tough situation in general to come into, to assimilate within the squad, new league, um, high expectations, even for him as a player after that Fiorentino goal, like that was like the whole glimpse that caught everybody's eye uh, about him, especially if you watch Milan closely, but solid world cup appearance. I mean, MVP of Serie A, we haven't talked since then on this podcast because that was prior to him exploding. Um, Just the growth of this guy has been phenomenal to one of the best dribblers in the world. Only Vinny Jr. has completed more dribbles in the champions league this season. So that shows the level he's at. He needs to refine some of his finishing. His passing's fantastic, but bro, this guy is what? What is the expectation of all the Portuguese people of this guy? Because I know a few, and they all love him. But I want to. I want to hear it from you. That's my me. man. Yeah, Rafael is my man. I I have the privilege of calling him whenever I like, and mm-hmm. I, you know I speak to him once in a while. I haven't spoken to him in a good month and a half. Um, I'm not gonna sit here and tell you. I talk to him every day, so I might not be the best guy. I might not be the most suited guy to come up here and, and really tell you what I think he's gonna go next, where he's gonna wind yeah. up next. Uh, but I think Milan's got themselves a fantastic player on, on their hands. I think this is a guy that I, I think from his very first appearance at Sporting that everyone knew that he was special, that he had it in him. It was just about that consistency 
and could he develop to, to the level where he's at now? Um, you know, Sporting were unfortunate with the whole situation with their academy, with the fans attacking their academy, and then he rescinded his contract. <clears throat> Left on a free, went on to Lille, yada, 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 and the whole night. Now we know the story. He's at Milan. And as, as a Milan fan myself, I love for this guy to stay here for the long haul, but um, it's not a knock on Milan, I don't think. It's more of a, a state of where the city is nowadays. Realistically, it's hard to keep, when you're talking about stars, players at that level, the city is not holding back many of those guys. Nowadays, at least. Mm-hmm. I mean, I grew up in the in the era where the Serie A was it, man. Serie A, every ball yeah, place to be. Everybody. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it was. I used to wake up to watch Rai, bro, and you know, mm-hmm. it's AM to watch the one game a week. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. Serie A was it. It was must watch TV. But now, unfortunately, the league is you know it's not at the level it used to be. On um, the money's not not there like it used to be, and it's going to be hard for Milan. I think to hold on to Rafael when when you you're the type of player that he is, as you just mentioned, that City MVP, right? Mm-hmm. Um, his you know positive performances at the World Cup. I I wonder why the hell this guy wasn't playing more. But then again, every time I reminded myself that we have Fernando Santos on the bench, I was like, oh, <laughs> um, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I, when you have a player that level, man, it, it, sharks are going to be swirling. Um, and, and, and Milan is trying. You guys know this better than I do. Yeah. Um, I don't follow Milan as closely as I used to back in the days. Um, I've had two kids, and ever since then, like I have limited time, and I I, I choose to watch Benfica and follow Benfica twenty four seven with that time that I have. Um, Milan, I still follow from afar. Obviously, I always check their scores, and when they're on, and I'm not doing anything, I watch. But I don't know them as closely as you guys do. But I, I would I would say that you know Milan's trying to be responsible. With their funds, yeah, more so now than than in any time before, yeah. And so there's there is a limit, there is a ceiling of what you can offer, uh, Leon, whomever on that team, right? There is a ceiling, mm-hmm. but unfortunately, over there in England, I mean, their ceiling is double what every other, what everybody else's ceiling is. Not named right. Bayern Munich, Juve, yeah. Barca, and even Juve, Barca, Real Madrid, that's it. Everybody else, they could pretty much put their hands on it. So it's going to be rough to hold on to a player like him, unfortunately. I, I think if there's no sporting issue, I think, I think he, I think he stays. I think it's just, it's too much pressure financially. You know, God forbid anything would happen. Um, that would cost him future dollars. I get it. I get it. If someone's offering to pay something like that. And I also get Milan's perspective of, of not wanting to pay something because they have nothing to do with that. Why should they have to pay something off? Um, you know, that's a different issue. But, exactly, but that depends how yeah. badly you want it because there are yeah, teams exactly. That, again, yeah. I shouldn't be talking about this because I whatever. But there are <laughs> teams that 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 are willing to do so. Oh, of course. So yeah, we know where they're from. Yeah. You have to understand where he's at with that. Hey, look, you're yeah. talking talking about twenty million bucks. We're not talking yeah. about five yeah, exactly. Million. Yep. Uh, yep. It's a lot of money, and we're talking about you know, we 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 here in America we see. NFL quarterbacks making forty five million, right? NBA backups making twenty eight million. Yep. Right. In soccer, bro, it's not like that. Most it's of these that, guys. The, the offer, the offer, Milan's coming in with is six and a million for bonuses net yeah, euro. It's a lot. So or even yeah, it's a lot. Or of, even to even even teams that have you know in baseball, right? The, all yeah. the money's guaranteed when you put pen to paper. And these guys, you know, Jacoby Ellsbury, yeah. right? look at the Yankees. They spend one hundred forty, hundred fifty million on him, and he had a dead contract. He didn't produce, and they're paying yeah. him twenty five million a year. That's just like, being a Red Sox fan. I have to throw the dick. It's all right. Don't worry about it. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> you know, come on. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like on on, on Leia, it's just I I you know like you. 
it's interesting too because I think we all talk about the the dollars and cents, the opportunity, right? Is this the club he should be at for his future? And look, I think he's still very young. That it, you know he gets still has a lot of room to grow. And what's amazing is that you know he's already a fine fine player and he's got more up there, more capability to be even better. But uh, you know it's it's you know it's easier for me to say behind a, a microphone when you have a guy who you know. A lot of these guys that in the sport, we all know where the sport and what makes it another part that makes it beautiful is a lot of these guys come from very humble beginnings too. And, you know, <laughs> you know, we, we, it's, it's easier for us to count their money, but knowing from where they come from and you can, and you know, Christian, you can attest to this too, because you probably speak to a lot of, you know, the Portuguese people, you know, the internationals, you know, I know, I know you have your connections. Let's just say that. Okay. Um, these, a lot of these players, they come from very, they come from, Nothing. Yeah. And when you have the opportunity to, wow, I get to play in the Premier League or I get to play in for Real Madrid, it's those only come around once in a lifetime. So you kind of have to understand that too, I think. Now, I think. Look, what I like to tell people all the time is that not everybody's Cristiano Ronaldo and Lionel Messi making these boatloads of money, right? Yeah. The United States, the money is, is, is crazy, right? But in soccer, whether it's $6 million, 6 million euros, to you and I, it's, a lot, it's life-changing money, right? So yeah. these guys with their lifestyle, it's really not life changing money. And I mean, look, maybe they should be more responsible with their money. I don't know. But but the fact is that maybe they are, maybe they are, I don't know. But their lifestyle, their houses, their cars, they don't have the mortgages that you and I have. Right? It's just it's just a different lifestyle. Now, it doesn't matter what background you come from. Yeah, you have some guys who are more humble than I than others. But at the end of the day, man, I like to tell people this, and particularly in soccer, as I mentioned, again, I'm being repetitive, but because you don't make the amount of money that we're used to the American stars making, right? I tell people all the time, you and I, or the three of us here, right? Unless we're very lucky, uh, smart with our money or hit the Powerball, whatever it may be, we're going to work until we're 65. Yeah. Whether it's 80,000 a year, 100,000, 200, whatever it is, we're going to be working to maximize our, our earning potential until we're 65. These guys have a short window of 10 to 12 years to maximize their earning potential. And then they don't work. Some of these guys, I speak to some guys that and I get off the phone with these guys. And I think the good Lord that, that, that Lord gave them the talent, gave them the gift to kick a ball because they can't talk. They can't do anything else. You know what I mean? So they, I'm not trying to be disrespectful to them. But so it's like, thank goodness you can kick a ball, bro, because you'd be in trouble. But like, yo, you have a short amount of time to maximize your. Yeah. Yep. So yep. like, who, who am I to tell you, Matt? Six million is enough for you. Like, I don't know what you, I don't know what your life is. I don't know how many brothers yeah. and sisters you got. I don't know how many kids you got. Whatever. I don't know how many houses. It just, yeah. It's, we shouldn't be counting other people's money. And I understand as a Milan fan, we think six million is enough. It is enough. But when you got a team offering 12 million, is six million really yeah, enough? No, of course. And, and, and the thing that I try and equate it to, I try and separate the fandom from it because I think as I've gotten older, yes, I, I, I love AC Milan. I, 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 lead these team this team right like i mean martino like we went through the the band era waking up at 6 30 we still do it talking about the, the players mm. they have and what's going on with this result and we, we still do because we love the club right just like you look benfica you do your podcast mm -hmm. right uh cristiano but it's as you get older you start to kind of be able to like you know yes you're talking about the dollars and cents the economics of the club and you're saying Look, the club. It, this is my evaluation of what the of what, of the what the player is worth based on what the club can offer him. Like Donnarumma, right? Everyone was saying he ain't worth ten million. According to PSG, he is a year, yeah, right? Exactly. So he made the move. That's fine. But AC Milan, as themselves, they have to they have to operate within a certain limitation versus with some of these other clubs. And that's getting back, getting back to that the root of this question and root of this 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 topic. You know, 
is Serie A, right? The league is holding it back. Look at Paulo Dybala. Juventus probably should have kept him. He got less money at Roma, but a lot of these players are leaving. I don't know how Napoli is going to do it, and I don't know how they continue to do it, where they're somehow able to offer guys like Kavarashkiria and Osimhen way below what the market could probably pay them, but they do it, right? So at the end of the day, I think fans have to kind of be able to understand that aspect of it too. Yes, we can say what the player might be worth on a, on a yearly basis, transfer fees, but at the end of the day, you have to kind of detach yourself from that reality and understand that the one club players, the players with the loyalty, they're going to take less money just to stay at AC Milan and go when they could go somewhere else. It's 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 not it's very few and far in between. The examples are very rare in the common era, and people just have to understand that. But you and I, you know, Martino, we, we talk to this Milan mm-hmm. fan base. Hmm. They're very young. They're very naive. They think we can't pay this guy. We should pay this player this much money. And it's like, I get you like the player, but at the same time, they like, can't do it. <laughs> they can't, can't do, do it. it. Like, what do you like more, Milan winning trophies or or paying Rafael? I mean, that's yeah, what it comes well, down the, to. The days they just players, can't do both. The days of players taking less, man. I mean, you see that less and less now than ever before. But yeah. players want to be paid what they're worth. And you mentioned Napoli. Napoli do a phenomenal job of hiring. They went and got what I can't even say the guy's name, right? Uh, George Maradona, just go with that. <laughs> they got him, but they didn't get him from Real Madrid. They didn't no. get him Ruben Kazan, I think. They didn't even yeah. get him from Milan. Mm. So they got him on the upswing. Same thing with Osman. Like, it's totally mm. different with these teams nowadays. I mm. remember the Milans was able to go into the best leagues in the world. The best and snatch up a 40 million player, yep. They can't do it. Rui Costa. Rui Costa, yeah. Still the most expensive player ever, right? Or this <laughs> yes, correct. Yeah, correct. correct. Still the most, Fiorentina, that's right, my boy. Um... <laughs> But yeah, I mean, look, it's just the Serie A is what it is. But I still think they have, you know, they, they have the league. Obviously, Italy is, is a soccer country, soccer crazy country. The TV contracts are still in their favor. They're still one of the bad five in the world that get that type of money. It, it just, you know, I, I like to say that the infrastructure throughout Italian football is a joke. And I think players yeah. all want to play in the top, a top arena. Yeah. And I, I think it's you know they they have to just look from within and and and, yeah. and, and upgrade everything and you know hopefully man hopefully uh, Serie A could get back to that to that stage I just don't see it anytime soon because yeah, England right. is so far ahead of everybody man look I, yeah, I, I'm changing crazy. the topic here and I know what you guys podcast but uh, <laughs> now go for it man. no no I, yeah, um, go for it I I love documentaries I'm a big in anything right especially CIA and stuff like that I love that type of stuff but you know, I, I like my 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 sports documentary as well and on apple tv they, they have the the war on football if you guys mm-hmm. ever watched it you should i recommend it okay um and it's okay. about the four days of the whole you know when they were putting together the, the, the european super league and it gave you behind the scenes and agnelli bro agnelli's a rat my man named, <laughs> named, uh, named seraphin the godfather of his daughter just try to get yeah. him on his goods i mean that's but whatever yeah. but, I, but i do side with agnelli in this whole thing but throughout the whole the whole four it's a four four episode series right sure um and it explains how this whole thing was put together and then it showed the english fans outside of liverpool chelsea bitching and complaining and you know yeah, that we don't yeah. want the super league and, and the one thing that i took away from this series i started laughing it like because i've always been a fan of the super league mm-hmm. and then it clicked i said wait a minute i don't i didn't see uproars anywhere else in the world the only place i really did see people go bananas was in the uk and you guys, do you guys know why that was, guys? Do you want to take a guess as to why it was that they were boycotting? In my estimation, is because in their minds they're already a freaking super league. <laughs> they're already the biggest, baddest boys on the block. Nobody, with the exception of Real Madrid and Barcelona, 
Right, and PSG. Can't forget. Bayern Munich, like a couple, Bayern handful of teams. Bayern Munich doesn't spend money. Yeah, they don't spend money. But it's talking talk about like a, the monopolization of, of, yeah. a, of a league. But yeah, yeah Bayern I know what you're Munich doesn't spend that type of money. They're mm-hmm. well run, but they don't spend. So it's really Real Madrid, Barcelona, and, and PSG. Mm-hmm. Right? But the rest, it's like, guys, the, I, I think the fans were telling the clubs, like, what are you doing? Stupid. Yo, we're, we're the baddest right now. Ain't nobody that compete with it. We go into this league, we're going to be like everybody else. And now it's going to be, I could offer you 12. I could offer you 12. I could offer you 12. Leon, where do you want to go? Leon loves, I could tell you this firsthand, Leon loves Milan. He loves playing at Milan. Okay? So now, four things being equal, Leon say, you know what? Why am I going to go to Tottenham? I'll stay at Milan. Milan's right. the most successful club in the history of European football. What am I going to go play for a team that hasn't won a trophy in like 3,000 years? Like, so they're like, stupid. What are you doing? We're already the baddest. Yo, don't don't f this up. So if you didn't get to watch that, watch it. Um, I think it's very interesting. I mean, some people won't change their ideas; others will. But I, I thought that was very interesting. And and again, the EPL is is crazy when it comes to finances. Nobody else could compete with them guys. So if if, no. if they come after Leon guys, yeah, it's and I know there the are, bag. I know there's two teams that are really, really. I mean, they're they're on it like white on rice. Um. And if, if Leon hasn't resigned yet, guys, I mean, I mean, I think you guys are pretty smart. Yeah. No, yeah, it's just summer. I, I don't think fans are going. And it's and it. it's gotten quieter too. Like there was some there was some steam a couple weeks ago in the media. The multi danger sources, the, the Romano and the Marzio optimism. They're meeting again. Yada yada yada. Then the results went south, and the past couple games have been okay. But it, March becomes April. April becomes May, and then you're in here into the summer with one year left under contract and. Milan fans know all too well that one year left in the contract, they don't want to go down that road again. So <laughs> Milan lost Rui Costa and you survived. You could lose you could lose Rafael Leon. Yeah, they had Kakada at the time, so they can kind of afford to lose Rui Costa. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> but I know what you're saying. It's just like if yeah, they lose Leon, they have to be, Yeah, we used to be able <laughs> to survive. I could have mentioned but I, you know, I chose my favorite player. No, listen, I mean, listen, man, it's just. It's just the fastest way for Milan to get back is to to be a very sustainable team like Bayern is, which takes years. It take it takes so much time, and you know sometimes you got to sell a player to get. Yeah, but point. Bayern, bro, they're, they're cheat code. I know they're a cheat code, but that's a, that's that's their end goal. Behind though. them, got Adidas behind them. Got I know. Well, well, you know this. They're Come on, code. you know you know Milan can get to that level if they do things correctly. I don't they know. Absolutely I don't know because they got Juve. And again, you're going to be splitting here. You know what I mean? Like over there. No, no, no to dominate the league. Everybody. I'm saying like run as properly. But I'm as talking you about finance. You need finances. And that's what I'm saying. Bayern Munich, them guys, it, it, you know, they, they got print money. Yeah. yeah it's, they print money because the government's behind them, right? The banks are behind them. Audi's behind <laughs> Adidas. I mean, in, in Italy, Milan's always going to have to share that with Juve, whether we like it or not. But you know that's I mean? it. But but that's fine though. I'm fine when when the big three get back. They have to get back to that level. I think they can carry so, guys, as, as, as I keep telling you guys, believe me, I'm not BSing you guys. I love mm-hmm. AC Milan. Right mm-hmm. since the '80s, I'm a little bit older than you guys. Since the '80s, I love AC Milan. I've always, I, I have no problem admitting to anybody. That's my second squad. That I always, forever and ever. Now, when they play Benfica, sorry guys. You know, I don't want you to lose 10-0, but 1-0. What you, you did, and Milan did beat Benfica in 1991 Champions League final, which broke my heart. Right card with the goal. But at the end of the day, I was, I was like, oh, snap. It was, okay, it was, my, it was Milan, right? The greatest, to me, the, you guys talk about that, 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 that 2000s Barca. To me, the greatest team ever assembled was that, that late 80s. Um, yeah. 
Yes. Milan squad. Boston. Come on, bro. That that's is that so yeah, so actually that's a great that's a great question then because I, I love that. Personally, like as a historian looking back on it, like it's kinda you can't argue with that defense is so far clear of Barca's. Uh-huh. The midfield's clearly Good doesn't stack up, but the attack at the time relative to the generation is on a very close oh, wait, level. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Did you just say what Milan's midfield doesn't stack yeah, up? I don't know why Martino said so, that. So the Barca one, that wait, Milan wait, midfield, wait, and they, I don't think, wait, wait no, nah, you think that's the Pride same level? And Gullit, what, those, they don't stack up with Well, I, I actually consider Gullit more of the attacking player in that. I don't he's consider him like midfield like, like he's Xavi a was. He's a midfield. He okay, you consider him a midfield. I thought you know, I consider him an attacking midfielder. Right card, I get. Okay. I, I, you know, I go with, I go with right card, right card, Donadoni and Ancelotti. Those were like the main midfielders, and that, and they, like Van Basten's up top with him and Gulit. That's how I viewed it. If you say with Gulit with the midfielders like that, then okay. To me, Gullit sometimes, sometimes I separate tens with like traditional sevens and eights. You know, that's the way I look at it. I'm not saying like it's wrong. You know. Yeah, but look, but at the end of the day, right, I look at it this way. It's very simple, guys. Let's not complicate this. Attacking midfielder, defensive midfielder. At the end of the day, what's it say? What's the second word on there? Midfielder, right? That's it. It's a midfielder. <laughs> That's it. It's simple. I do. Honestly, my, just <laughs> the way tens are viewed, bro, but to ten, be honest with you. It's just a different type of mid. Tens are dinosaurs, bro. T- tens don't exist. Well, yeah. Well, not no yeah. more. Not no more. I mean, Messi's like the last. He doesn't count. He you know. He dropping deeper, yeah, but will. no, I mean the defense doesn't compare. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, that team was sick, man. The goalie, and not 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 that Rossi. Rossi was anything special, but Rossi was the one that was like, yeah, 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 yeah. But whatever, you know, that was like the one. I mean, Val- you know, Valdez wasn't even the greatest either. I know. Valdez used to have a ton of mess ups back in the day, and, and especially when you paid referees, bro, it was a lot easier. <laughs> <laughs> People haven't let 2006 go, uh, go. bro. There's so many of those. Uh, 2006, um, man, my, yo, that pass to Hernan Crespo right at the end of the first half from Rui Costa, one of the filthiest passes ever for the three nothing lead. Right, that was all six. Was that all six? Yeah, I'm just no. It's just yeah. I don't you thought, that, you thought there should have been four in a row. You want to smile? You want to smile? Go back and watch that play, Martino. Rui Costa passed to Crespo. I, you know, no, you want to you want to know how miserable I am, my brother? Okay, so if <laughs> I do not watch plays back. From a season that has a bad outcome, I'm the same I know. Way. If it's I'm a, like everyone talks about the Kaká pass in the final, don't care, don't care, don't want to look at uh, it. It's... I have no interest. I have no interest because the joy reminds. I, I think of the match and then it goes away instantly. How yeah, could you? But it's still, but it's still poetry in motion, guys. It's still watch that record the pass there, non Crestman. The finish was phenomenal as well. Look, mm-hmm. man, be blessed that that you know that you had those types of players at Milan. What would you do to have those type of players today? So, I mean, it's good. Look, history, whether good Super or bad, good. it's history, guys. It's history. It's what made you, you know, made you who you are today. It's so, yeah, it hurts. Like, I don't like seeing right guard score on Benfica. I don't like watching Benfica lose out in you know, penalties against PSV in 87. Right. But in the final, again, it's like, oh, yeah, but, you know, you watch it because you want to be up on, on history, bro. You know what I mean? I like to, to relive those moments at times. Uh, we actually went so far over everything. We, we had did, two bro. more topics reserved, but we're around. I, real here. quick, one, my last one, last yeah. quick question. We'll make we'll make it quick. I promise. Yeah, Fernando Santos, going to Poland. Oh yeah, I forgot about. I this. wanted to I wanted to ask and make it like sort of like a like a 
a focus focus, but I guess, you know, it's kind of hitting that point in the podcast, right? <laughs> you all want to watch some, some Rangers or Netflix or whatever. Devils do, do you, I mean, what do you, what do you see at this with, with, the, with this hire from Poland? Do, do, do you think this is even something that's, that's going to work with them? That, what do you, what do you see him getting out of this team? Cause he's not dealing with the Port- top Portuguese talent. This is a vastly different team in tar- as far as talent goes. I see him getting out of this team, whatever the other previous coach got out of this team. Yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> All jokes aside, listen, I've actually spoken to somebody from the, the Federation. They don't understand. They don't understand <laughs> the Polish Federation. They don't understand the hire. They say that you're, the president don't even speak English. So they're like, I don't know how the hell he's going to communicate with Fernando Santos. He had difficulty with with Paulo Souza, oh, and everybody made Paulo yeah. Souza the bad guy in this whole situation. But plenty of people from the federation tell me that it was the president. He's the guy that made it. You know that that, that yeah. made Paulo because when he, he got hired, I think after Paulo Souza was was already appointed, and he tried to get rid of him. He could tell that he wasn't his first choice. And Paulo Souza said, "Well, if you don't want me, I'm gonna go out on my way." And he went. You know, did what he had to do for himself and his family. He went to Flamengo, right? Mm-hmm. I understand. It looks dirty. It looks dirty. But when you get to know you understand what went on behind the scenes you gotta understand like wait a minute oh so wait you don't you don't want me cool yeah i speak all from brazil sunny rio de janeiro i'm out yeah. but yeah. apparently that president is a problem mm. well, yeah. so they the, this is from the federation directly like i don't know how he's gonna get along with fernando santos i don't understand what the hell is going on but the day there was a lot of yeah, criticism of fernando even in portugal man like we look yeah. thank you we won the 2016 euro i don't know how we did it i'll never know how we did it you for nations league too yeah exactly come on bro. i know but i'm just saying like it's oh, okay. but but the but the euro <laughs> like uh, shocked me Sh- I, re- I was watching the game and i saw her there cocking back to take the shot i'm like what are you doing because you're shooting from like the middle of the park i'm like ah and like oh yeah like you know what I mean? <laughs> Bro, of emotion. <laughs> yeah but but fernando man look defend defend and even in that that tournament what we tied five or seven games yeah i think we won one the in regular game like you beat, uh, ironically enough you'd be yeah. pulling in, in penalties Son, yeah. uh, my boy my my boy uh renato Sanchez. did we beat you in penalties i believe so wasn't it yeah no i think that was the only game so then maybe it wasn't Poland. i thought poland was the only game that we actually won in regulation I believe it. I believe. Mm, I don't. I don't know. I don't want to been- think about it. We didn't win anyway. So yeah, exactly. We, <laughs> we luckily, but yeah, Fernando Santos is a question mark. Look, I guess he's got the track record. When you look at resumes of national team coaches, which is the thing that we really have to keep in mind here, right? That you're not going to have the top coaches at your disposal in this, right? So it's going to be the secondary guy. And then when you look at the guys that are available, like me, I'm not happy that Portugal <laughs> hired Roberto Martinez. Like, really? That guy? Mm. That guy with a phenomenal... Feels lateral move. Yeah. With the, with, no, he's uh, at least he's offensive. Right? But we're mm. talking about it had a tremendous generation in, in Belgium. What the hell did he do with that one? Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? And like, I don't know. Well, but, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, in lateral, like, is this the guy to lead a younger generation of players? I think... I, it would never. I think, I think it's the only just positive. A tough, it's tough. Think, no one wants these jobs. I think. I think regardless, though, when you look at international jobs, I think people. Yeah. They 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 misconstrue what the coach is actually going to be able to get out of that team and out of that 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 pool of players. That they're not with the players consistent enough. They don't control the bulk of the games that these players are at because they're not at the club level. So you can't just rely on a Fernando Santos. Like all of a sudden, he ain't going to make. Um, yeah, you got uh, these these, these these fringe Polish players, superstars. He could have developed stars. It's what you got, in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, you got you got thirty six hours to implement your system. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's really, it. That's you know, really what it is. 
it's 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 ultimately selection, right? It's man what, management what, 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 too. What, yeah. yeah, man management too is very important. Look, what, what, what Conte did, Mancini did, yeah. being able to push the right buttons, pull the right strings to get the the right players in there that can play out your system in a shorter span of time that Cristiano just mentioned. So, I, you know, I don't have expectations. I just wanted to get your thoughts on him because obviously he had a long tenure with Portugal. He has won some trophies and, you know, people might have their opinions on him. So I, that's why I wanted to just end it on that. But I'm, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> I guess the best compliment I could give Fernando and to put you at ease a little bit is everywhere Fernando's been, he's been successful, right? He's very successful in Greece. He won in Portugal with with Porto and stuff like that. He's been successful, so it's not it's not by accident. Not doom and gloom, we're but fans, we're not fans of his football. But I think a lot of it because of the microscope that he was under in Portugal, right? I think there was more made of 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 the situation than than he probably deserved. So maybe even Poland, he won't have that that pressure on him. And maybe maybe he'll you know he could win you guys a couple of games. But yeah, I mean, I think you you guys said it a minute ago. Which is not you're not going to make the players better in 36 hours, right? It's about the developments, about your program at the youth level. That if you're looking to Fernando to be your go-to guy in that department, you might be in trouble. But I think you should handle that and let just Fernando handle the the, the main, the senior guys, and and maybe you know get you guys qualified to a couple of tournaments. Now it's going to be nearly impossible to miss tournaments because I think they want to let in like 98 teams in each tournament. Oh yeah, everyone's everyone's allowed to play to participation yeah. trophy. Yeah, now it's you know <laughs> it, it's about quality bro but they forget that you know it's it's about quality not quantity but whatever the next world cup is going to be like 40 it's just i don't even want (laughs) it's a lot sooner it's a lot sooner this time either way um we're headed towards the end here cristiano hilarious episode informative episode we appreciate you so much. Why don't you tell everybody where they could find? I know you say you don't give a shit. Anytime, about the intro, guys. Listen, you know yeah, the sad part is that my Benfica is finally rolling, <laughs> and we don't talk about them. But it's all right. We'll leave for another episode. Guys, <laughs> oh, don't on, uh, that bullshit. Benfica podcast, co <laughs> ten on Twitter, IG. Look, my Benfica is gonna get through Bruges. Yeah. Milan's gonna get through Tottenham, and and well, I'll wait to face Milan in the semifinal in the next round. All right, all right, all right. If yeah, yeah. If you if you say that, then then you have to pick right now. Then pick what? Who's gonna win that? Who would win that right now if they face? I think Benfica would. <sighs> Before, if we still had Enzo, I'm telling you Benfica. Okay, but we lost Enzo and we replaced him with a with with. With a player that they're calling Shikadan, like after Zidane, mm. Shikadan, which come on, dude, it's it hey, I, I, like, I like I like Florentino Luis personally. I know he was linked to Milan a couple years ago, and we saw him in uh, we saw him at Rutgers. We saw him at Rutgers. He was signing autographs. Yeah, I would have. <laughs> I, I got his game worn jersey. He gave it to me. I would have. I would have. I remember at the time with Milan, the rumor was we were we were selling. Florentino mm-hmm. to you guys for like 20 mil plus Lucas Paqueta. Right, it's Lucas, right? I forgot his first name. Paqueta, yeah, Paqueta, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You had it right. Yeah. Bro, I was going nuts. I'm like, yo, I'll, wait, I'll, I'm buying my trip to Portugal right now so I could take so I could take Dino to Italy myself. <laughs> I'll take him to Milan and I'll bring and, and all Benfica's like, the guy can't play in Milan. Make sure that you can play in Benfica. I'm like, you guys don't understand nothing about football. Yeah, no, but, yeah. yeah. We I'm, weren't even at that level at that point. We were up so bad. He was a baller, man. And, and, and look, credit yeah. to Florentino. He came in with very, very low expectations this year. There's a lot of people wondering if he could even crack the starting 11. And, and he got his opportunity. The guy is an absolute octopus. He's got his That's tentacles good, all over the field. 
on the defenses. Now, he le- bro, he leaves you very nervous when he has the ball on the field. That's why with him clogging up every hole and just applying pressure all over mm-hmm. the field. But we, we need right that there. player, though. And with Enzo being the distributor, it worked out perfect. Yeah, Santone, you, you, you plugged him into that midfield with Tonali and Benacer. I think that, oh, man. Mm. He's, yeah, he's going to be stick. He's, he's going to be sticking around for a little while. You guys ain't getting him anytime I know. So. Listen, man. That should <laughs> be <laughs> Look, as I'm, as <laughs> I shouldn't say this, right? But as a Benfica, right, and as a, as and as a Rossoneri fan myself, right, bro, we just spent 20 minutes talking about how Milan's being responsible with their funds. You don't want to come. Benfica charges high, oh, bro. Yeah. We, no, we, 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 they should. Yeah. They should. They should. <laughs> we're, we're selling at 100 million in hour. It's like an auction. It's like an auction, like a luxury car. Hey, what? How much? Uh, 250k for a luxury. That's what it is. Come on, yeah. pay Starting up. Off- Million. If you ain't got eighty million, and Rui Costa, I, I, there's so many other topics to talk about. But I wanted to, the hmm. Rui Costa, like as a director, just it's it's impressive and it's interesting because you have a great player who played for Benfica, who's a star as a player, doing what he's doing as a director, and I'm seeing the kind yeah. of parallels between what Maldini did as a player versus what he's doing as a director. So it's well, for another time, for another time. And there's a <laughs> lot of people that still have a lot of questions with Rui because of the whole situation with how look he was he was he was at the club for 13 years. Uh, in different roles and, and for like four or five as a vice president. And obviously we've seen the, the former president with all the shenanigans he's gone. So there's a lot of people that still don't support Rui. But here's the one thing about Rui Costa, man, that cracks me up. I don't know if you guys saw the video, the highlights, or if you saw the game Benfica against Bruges and Bruges. Benfica's winning two nothing. And as you guys know, the Benfica supporters, they're loud, bro. We travel, all right? Benfica supporters travel all over the world. They pack the stadiums. And it was like in the 89th minute or whatever. And all you can hear is the Benfica section. Right in the stadium, singing, chanting our chants. And the camera cuts to Rui Costa and he's dancing and he's singing along. And it was like, that dude is a fan. Yeah, he, that he dude loves is football like, to at the very purest form. Yeah. yeah, he's not here for business, but he's yeah. a fan of the club. And he's done a phenomenal job. The only criticism I have of him right now is we sold Enzo for 120 and we didn't bring anybody to replace him. And we're plugging in Chiquinho, which is, which to me is a travesty. It is a crime. As I said, when this happened at the time, Benfica could find themselves. I, I, to me, there was no doubt we're getting through Bruges. And yo, you never know. Luck of the draw. Next, we play Inter. We play Porto, yeah. Tottenham, Milan, Leipzig. There's so yeah. many teams. That There's I beatable think teams. There's a path, man. There's a path. Yeah. yeah. yeah you no, know, you're for, in the semifinals yeah. and you're playing with Chiquinho. Yeah. Bro. And you got, and you got a potential, yeah. you got a potential uh, Monaco situation where they make a deep run. Oh, Porto. Yeah. We're in Porto 2004. Yeah. It's They're possible. the last team to win the Champions League from a little from a little league. You know what I mean? Yeah. And again, you have again it, look, small clubs like ours, well, our club's ginormous, but I'm saying from small leagues, you need that luck of the draw, right? Yeah. And if everything aligns, you find yourself in a semifinal and, and you're not prepared. That's why a lot of fans they didn't care how much money Chelsea put on the table. They didn't want to sell Enzo. Yeah. Because Benfica was balling, guys. Yeah, this no, has no, been no, a oh, fun year, year though. Dish, yeah. It's been a fun year to watch Benfica this year. We'll but see. we'll save some of this stuff for the yeah. next podcast. I gotta, I gotta come back because now I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be hounding. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> hey, yo, they, if they match up Benfica Milan, we'll have you on our Milan podcast. Oh man, that's gonna break my heart. Honestly, <laughs> hey, that will no, break my heart. My, my friend's actually a Spurs and Milan fan. He's, uh, he's torn apart right now. I don't know how he got there, Spurs but Spurs and yes. Milan, wow. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you're wild. Um, anyways, Matt, plug yourself. Sure. Guys can follow me on Twitter at Matt underscore Santangelo. Doing a lot of written work for Football Italia, but everything I'm working on, of course, you guys can find on my Twitter. Yeah, and then you could just follow me Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, Martino Puccio. 
is pretty much it. Thank you everyone so much for listening. Follow Cristiano everywhere. His Twitter is in the description as well in case you forgot it. Um, appreciate you once again. Take care, everybody.